Hello and welcome to The Mesa, a weekly Westworld podcast hosted by me, Jake, and I'm joined here with my friends Brandon, Tom, and Jeff, and we're going to be spoiling and talking in depth about Westworld Season 2, Episode 4. Uh, if you've not seen this episode yet, this was the one that aired the week of, what was it, Wednesday? Today's Wednesday, the May the 16th, so whatever the Sunday before this is. So if you haven't seen that episode yet, please stop the podcast. We don't want to spoil this for you. Go back, watch episodes one, two, three, and four uh, in whatever order you want because you're going to be confused anyway. And then come back and listen to us, and uh, we're going to talk about all the questions that we have and none of the answers. So, like I said, my name is Jake. I'm joined here by Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hey. Hello, Brandon. Hello. And hello, Tom. Hola. All right, so we're going to go into this. This was, I think, my favorite episode of the season so far. Uh, this was uh, directed by Lisa Joy, one of the writers of the show. Generally, this was her directorial debut, and uh, it was really a fantastic episode. Um, we learned we learned a lot of shit. So uh, I'm going to go through and talk about each of the uh, the storyline threads uh, because they're kind of chopped up throughout the episode. I'm going to kind of chunk them together here. So the first and biggest one I think is seeing James Delos, Delos Senior, uh, trying to become a host. Uh, in some some kind of a weird hybrid host clone thing, I don't think we have a name for for what he was becoming. Is 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 it called a host? Is it called something else? Because I think host is kind of specific to the park. They're hosting the guests, so I, I don't know if that's what we're supposed to call these. We're just call these, it a uh, replicant. <laughs> the replicant <laughs> trying to become a replicant. Um, and the the whole point of this this uh, reveal of Delos throughout the episode is just utter chaos and ineptitude. It's, so it seems that Delos cannot get it right. They can't figure out what's going wrong. They've tried 149 to different uh, James Delos senior hosts for like a better term replicants. And uh, each of them in some way, uh, after some amount of time, it starts out with, I think hours and maybe just a handful of days and then up to what? 35 days for the last iteration and then they kind of lose their mind and go crazy. Uh, the scenes for this were, were gorgeous. He's in this kind of circular enclosed room with single way, uh, like one way frosted windows, which I really, really want. Is that, does that exist by the way? One way, not like a one way mirror, but one way frosting. I really want that. All I could, like, like I said, like I, like I said earlier, all I could think of was the baseline tests from Blade Runner yeah. 2049. Yeah, if you've seen the latest Blade Runner, there's a lot of uh, correlation between those two. So, um, so we see him going through this progression, having these conversations with William. As William gets older, and James Delos, they just keep swapping him in for new ones uh, that work marginally better than the last, but still only about a month uh, does he last before the conversation with William, and then he kind of loses his mind for the last time. So the uh, the timeline for this, I'm pretty sure, to put it in the, in the broader scope, is... Uh, the old William, Men in Black, on the day of the banquet, the banquet <coughs> massacre, or within a day of that, let's say, goes to talk to uh, Delos Senior 149. Oh, somebody called him Del Host, which I thought was pretty great. Um, <laughs> it like looks better than it sounds, actually, now that I say it out loud. Uh, so he goes to talk to him probably on or around the day of the banquet. So there's about 14 days between that the last conversation there where they don't incinerate him, and uh, so about two weeks until Elsie and Bernard find him and uh, 
don't they don't shoot him in the face. She wants to shoot him in the face, but then then they then they burn him. Which I want to talk about that scene separately here in a second because that that scene was I think my favorite of the episode. So, um, so the creepy part about Della Senior is that I don't really understand. I think yet is they they somehow brought his brain and his memories, at least some of them, whether they had some transfer process from his living body or they just like reprogrammed a host to have his backstory and his personality and they're kind of testing it. But it's this, it's this weird, um, it's not as if you, if you've guys have seen Futurama where they just take like Nixon's head and put it in a jar and then it's, you know, it's Nixon because it's his freaking head. It's not, it's not that it's not the brain, like a, like a digital mapping of Della senior's brain in this host body. It's like a weird robot version of him, right? Where he, it's, it's not really him. So I don't really know why he would sign up for this. Um, because it's not really him. That seems like endless torture, right? This is like 35 years of just being tortured. Uh, yeah, but, but I guess he doesn't remember one, one year or the other. But wasn't it like in, in the, you know, a couple episodes ago, they were talking about how he didn't have enough patience or enough time. He didn't have enough time to be patient. So I think it's kind of assumed that he's like oh. dying of a disease. So that's why he agreed to it. And that's why whenever you see him go through, they ask, oh, I, I take it I didn't make it. Like when he goes through. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the patience thing is put in better context now. I thought it meant like, because he knew he was dying, that was clear, but. He's basically saying, I don't care that the tech isn't ready yet. I don't have the affordance to be patient. I'm going to die. So you'll just need to kind of do with it what you will. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. I mean, if you knew you could live forever, you know, it wouldn't matter. You know, if, if like, right. it's like nowadays people will always, you know, some people will opt to have their stuff uploaded to, like, cryogenics and stuff on the options. Yeah, we are, we are way. Oh, so I don't know if we talked about this last episode, but if you... um. I remember in in episodes one or two, I was talking about what what is the if we talk about what is the current when did they start the park? When did young William first go to the park? Um, I think we have a better idea of that timeline that it's like twenty twenty. It's it's like now. Which yeah, I think um, I think it's supposed to be twenty twenties. Is supposed to be like the thirty years in the past time time. Right, and that's t- that's terrifying. So that you know that, and I think that that puts into better context. The idea of hosts initially are like really far advanced from what we thought we were. So, you know, we're talking about this this idea of downloading a brain. They're they're talking about it when William is still young. I mean, they're talking about it in the early 2020s. So, we definitely don't have that ability now. Um, so, I guess that's why Della Senior was saying, "Well, I, I'm, I don't have the ability to be patient. I'm going to die pretty soon. So, you just have to do with it what you will." That we know of. It, it's freaky either way. Um, so the the final scene with him, which crosses over into Bernard and Elsie's uh, storyline, is um, this wonderful, this wonderful like hell scene, uh, where James Dallas, I guess, for fourteen days has been in his little chamber room, and uh, the the emergency alarms are kind of going off, and there's this it's just lit with red light. Um, and Dallas, I guess, has been cutting himself for whatever reason. I don't exactly know why i don't think we have an idea of why aside from the fact that he's just kind of losing it and he's he's slowly riding on the bike this is this is like a great uh the shining type moment um where everything was really slow and deliberate uh to reveal dulles to us and his face is all cut up and bloody and he just looks like a freaking mess um 
and rightfully so. Elsie's absolutely terrified. We see a little bit of Bernard's um, action skills. He's got a little Van Damme in him. He kind of uh, sets Dulles down pretty handily. I don't know where he learned his Kung Fu in the Matrix, but he apparently can, has some fighting skills. I think it's the first time we've seen him fight, um, and he, he dispatched him pretty quickly. Uh, this scene this scene just was it, it cemented this as my favorite episode just because it was it was just wonderful uh, I don't think it told us a lot of information uh, but it uh, it was it was pretty to look at I, I love the whole the way that they uh, did the whole Delos scene where it was the same thing over and over and over again but you know just with minimal improvements each time and I also love the imagery, like it's a circular room, there's, uh, you know, there's circular, you know, uh, recordings, and there's a lot of references to, like, time and, and stuff in there, which is pretty, which was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Felt like it um, could have been a Black Mirror episode. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Totally. And honestly, I was, I was surprised, like, that this, I, I kind of, we kind of knew that this was going to happen, or they were going to try to make people live forever but it was kind of interesting that they've they've tried and they've failed like like i I was expecting them to go like full future world and they've already succeeded in this technology and they're they're basically basically running the world from the shadows and it's cool that they've they've tried it for this long and they've failed so it's kind of want to see where they're going to take it next Mm mm-hmm I wonder if that's why Abernathy is such a big like asset. I wonder if he's the next like prototype that was put out into like production. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm, I'm sure they've. I'm sure uh, Delos is not the only one they're trying this on either. Because I think, um, I think in one of the scenes they they mentioned that this was like Pod Twelve or something like that. So that you know, there's there's probably at least eleven others. Because that would make yeah. sense why he, like, Bernard just like seeing those, uh, like, when he opened up Abernathy's, like, like code, like, he wasn't able to see all that stuff and didn't understand it because he hadn't seen someone, like, be built mm, that way like before. Version, version whatever increment. Right. Mm-hmm. It's called a Facility 12. Is the Facility 12 molding chamber is the, was uh, what I wrote down in my notes from that door that Elsie was trying to get into that had Dulles inside, so... They were in facility 12. 12 was everywhere. Elsie um, does say explicitly that they're in sector 22, so it's not like the facility is named after the sector. So I think you're right, Tom, that that means that this is this is number 12 of however many. I mean, at least 11, or at least the 12th iteration. We don't know. But you wouldn't call it, you wouldn't give it a number unless there were multiple. Hmm. Right, which, which makes me wonder what or who else they've they've tried you know that we know of that um besides delos you know uh, right do they have like another ford do they have another arnold do they have another charlotte or you know some of these like high-end people that know about this on the inside i wonder if they've they've tried to like clone themselves Ooh, i like that idea like wanting to clone yourself maybe sneaking into the lab late at night We'll get to that because uh, I do want to talk about that in a second. Let me uh, let's go on to uh, Bernard and Elsie real quick. So um, very excited to see Elsie in a cave with some protein bars in a bucket. Um, it's the new Westworld diet, and um, uh, so Bernard apparently uh, in episode or in uh, season one when we thought that she had died, 
host Bernard, when Ford kind of took him over, had just taken Elsie to a cave, which is a little plot holy for me. If Ford was really worried, um, he had killed plenty of people before that. Uh, I think it was left deliberately vague, but I don't see why Ford didn't just have Bernard kill her. He killed Teresa, right? At Ford's direction, so why not Elsie? But glad she's not, because she's helpful. So they went and found um, this facility number 12 in a secret secret uh, cave door in in Sector 22 that Elsie was pretty much sitting right next to the entire time that Bernard had these weird flashbacks on. So they go on a hunt to find that. They go and find Delo Sr. Uh, and Bernard fights him and then they burn him alive. Uh, which I don't know why fire kills him. I guess it's like some incinerator thing. But Also, why, why do they have to burn it alive? Like the whole room. Like Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. Why, why don't they just like maybe maybe there's like some cross contamination, but the, surely there are better ways. I would think you could just like turn them off or deprogram them or something. I I don't know. I don't know the specifics behind it, but be it seems excessive. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be as dramatic. <laughs> that that the first scene where uh, I guess it was Dallas number one, where they they do the incinerate command and the room goes up in flames. My job was on the freaking floor because I was like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> Yeah, but it was very dramatic. So, the is that the last Elsie and Bernard? Fab room is Dallas's room. I put in my notes. Holy moly, that scene was creepy AF because it was super creepy. And it, Bernard throat punch. What? My notes are great. So that was the last of their uh, of their storyline. And then we have uh, Man in Black, Old William, and Lawrence going back to Lawrence's hometown. He sees his uh, his wife and his daughter and the whole town has been taken over by the confederados the confederados are led by major that dude is a major i don't remember his last name though uh the the guy last episode we were talking about was like a captain or a lieutenant or something he's a major he's the one that teddy let go uh and at uh fort forlorn hope and he ran over to this town which i don't remember the name of and took it over uh men in black tries to make a deal with them and give him a bunch of guns because he said, I can lead you to where you're really trying to go. You don't really know where you're trying to go, but I know where it is and I can help you get there. Uh, you know, I guess the subtext of that is if you don't kill us or if you let the townspeople go. There's some uh, really tense scenes with nitroglycerin that this major keeps pouring into shot glasses and making people carry around uh, and shooting with his gun at a couple paces to blow off a bartender's arm or something. So there's some there's some pretty gruesome uh, gruesome scenes there with Nitro um, ends up being the way that this major dies is <laughs> Man in Black makes him drink uh, a bunch of it and then as he's running away Lawrence gets to shoot him in the back and the dude explodes so that was kind of a fun scene I don't know if that was if physics would allow that to actually happen but it was exciting to see. it was it was cathartic to see him explode it was it so, was a pretty cool scene just because uh, it, the it rain harpen and it yeah and it the whole scene in that town harping back to when the man in black was there first in the mm-hmm. in yep. season one. It's basically, you know, it's basically a complete role reversal. You know, he's uh, he's now the quote unquote good guy against against these guys. Where in season one he was just slaughtering all of these people to try to get to find the center of the maze. And ironically, the man in black is presenting himself to the major as death. So I don't remember when he had first made the, the the analogy that 
that he was death to somebody else, but he made it in a very pronounced way um, because the major was trying to say, like, you know, I, I've cheated death because he was brought back by that tech after Dolores shot him in the chest. So uh, the man in black said, death's been here the whole time and you never noticed or something like that. And then he goes on a shooting rampage. So there were two bits in, in that ending scene that I want to point out. The first is which it seems like uh, man in black got shot and didn't care. Uh, either didn't care or he's too he's too grizzled and hard to uh, do anything about it. And it just kind of is a flesh wound. But um, so that happened. And then uh, he has a flashback, a kind of a slow motion flashback of his wife committing suicide, maybe. But I don't know how he would see that. Um, so the, I don't. Did anybody know what, the, what what exactly he was flashing back to? There was like water. Basically, somebody killed himself in a tub, and it was overflowing, and so it was this great imagery of like water dripping on chandeliers and lower levels and stuff like that, and overflowing from this red square bathtub. I thought it was. Was, was that his, supposed to be his wife? Yeah. Something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because I think he he was told of the of her suicide. He didn't see it, so I didn't I didn't know if that was his imagining of it or I don't know. That seemed a little odd. Because it wasn't there, right? His wife, his daughter, told him. I don't. I don't know if we. I don't know if we know that for sure. Hmm, I, I, I don't know that. We'd have to look back at season one where he's going over that, where he goes through that whole speech. Where he's talking he's that, about that. Is Lawrence in that? You mean by the campfire? By the campfire. I guess Lawrence is in there. It's him and Teddy. He must have been because Lawrence. Lawrence showed his own little little spark. Uh, by remembering that the man in black had said he had a daughter. And he said, I don't know how I know you, you had a daughter, but you must have told me at some point. So either Lawrence just hasn't gotten reset since the last time he told him that, or he's had a little bit of bleed over from prior memories as well, which is interesting. I also thought it was interesting that Lawrence is almost like a, a mirror of the man in black, where they're kind of both outlaws. They have families. They have a daughter and, and a wife that they kind of neglect to do their own thing i wonder if it's ford's way of trying to shine a mirror in the man in black's face hmm, hmm. i kind of like that because he's the one it's the one host he's allowing him to to pair up with directly and go on this quest with speaking of uh the the quest lawrence's daughter speaks to man in black as ford we're presumed to think uh, and says, you still don't understand the real game we're playing here. If you're looking forward, you're looking in the wrong direction, which is super cryptic, and I love it. Uh, and then they ride off with, uh, he rides off with Lawrence and three of his buddies uh, to the west, assuming that in Westworld, the sun. <laughs> I guess, no, they'd be riding to the east. I got it backwards. Uh, because it was nighttime, and then the sun came up, so they're riding to the east, uh, assuming that the those laws still apply. And then they see uh, a pretty lady riding up next to him, and she says, hi, Dad, and that's Grace. And we're like, fuck, okay, sure, it was Grace. So Grace is Man in Black's daughter. Uh, I don't know why she goes by Grace, and he called her Emily before, um, but we'll, I guess, figure that out soon enough. Anything I forgot on the Man in Black storyline before I go to Grace and Ghost Nation? I, I was going to say, we just missed... Um, I, did we talk about the Bernard... Like uh, in that secret lab, like when he was making the oh no, ball. Bernard went apeshit and he killed people. He, like curb stopped a guy. Like <laughs> he totally American next him. It was um, yeah. So but he, Bernard has this like glassy look on his in his eyes when he is being controlled, 
and we see these flashbacks. Well, Bernard is having these flashbacks of himself in this uh, manufacturing lab, this facility 12 with Elsie, where he is gone, I guess, the, when, when he and Elsie find it, it's in a state of disarray, and all the people and the drone hosts are dead, and he's having these flashbacks to the fact that he did that. He had the drone host, he like whispered to him or something, he had the drone host kill all the humans, uh, and then snap their own necks which is weird because why would their necks like a human it was very dramatic but a human needs we need our our spines but a drone host is just in his brain so i don't know why that works but it does uh but then there's a there's a poor lonely human still alive crawling around in a grate and bernard stomps him and it's like the the goriest we've seen bernard the most violent we've seen him so far i think um but that was like under control uh of ford we presume either directly or indirectly as far as just like, you know, go do this, go do my bidding. Uh, and contrast that with the direct fighting that he did against Delos uh, as, as kind of him taking control over his own, over his own fighting skills, his sick, sick nunchuck skills. And then, and then Elsie, she like makes Bernard promise that he won't hurt her and won't tell any lies or something like that mm-hmm. when they're walking out there and then he has this flashback where he's and he immediately f- tells her a lie <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's wrong nothing <laughs> thinks of him curb stomping a dude yeah he's he's scary I don't, and she let him like keep carrying the gun Mm-mm, no bad idea like and Bernard, she's walking in front you don't do that Mm-mm. yeah yeah you walk behind him you carry the gun elsie fool me once don't do this again all right so the last bit is uh ghost nation we see in season or episode three we saw i'm gonna keep calling her grace because that's what she's credited as and i think is referred to the to the character as is grace emily is what man in black has called her in the past i don't i I don't i don't know what the difference is but emily and grace are the same person as far as we know so she uh looked up at the end of the last episode and saw the ghost nation dude standing in front of her and now they kind of took her prisoner kind of uh and took her to a little camp of humans. Stubbs was there as well, who I think is still a host, but we get to see a little bit of the, the gap in the timeline when he gets taken by Ghost Nation in a prior episode in season one. Well, we wait, if he was a host, he would have been killed. Maybe. Because Ghost Nation's killing all the hosts. Hmm. Unless he's a host Not immediately. programmed to be identified as a human. Right, uh, we've seen okay. some of those, right? But like yeah, Bernard. I would agree with you, like there. Bernard. Yes, yeah, I do agree. I don't know if he's a, if he's a host or not, but so th- I guess the reason I thought he was a host is there was this weird gap in the timeline. But now I guess this is kind of filling it in, so he can go back to human for me for now. <laughs> uh, but they're taken. All the humans are taken. There's some people from the banquet. There's Grace or Stubbs. I don't think we recognize anybody else directly, but the they're taken to uh, the leader. I didn't write down. I didn't write down the quote. Did anybody write down the quote or something that that the Lakota people said? The Ghost Nation lady said, "We're taking you, and he's going to decide your fate," or something like that. Uh, oh, going. T- they're going to the first of us. That's what they referred to, to the the guy that they were going to go to, uh, and I couldn't tell if it was the same guy as had been killing Maeve's daughter in her flashbacks. I think it I think it's the guy that was in that flashback scene when they were uh, 30 years in the past. The yeah. guy that approached uh William and 
the brother, whatever, or the brother-in-law, whatever his name was. Mm-hmm. I think the, like, I think thinner, it was thinner-looking guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, that I was think, the I think same you're actor. Right. Um, and then I I didn't catch it, and I've I've only watched this episode once. But somebody, one of the Ghost Nations, spoke to Stubbs at the very end of this bit in English, which was odd. I don't I don't know who was speaking to him. If we if we assume that people like Ford can speak through hosts. It, was this one of the ghost nations speaking to him in English for some reason, or was this uh, a human or somebody that had programmed them speaking two steps through the ghost nation person? Cause they spoke in English and they said, for whatever reason, you only live as long as the last person who remembers you. Uh, and then grace uh, somehow gets out of her harnesses and runs away. That's the last we see of them. Anything else I forgot? This is uh, it was a really packed episode. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it. There was a weird there was a weird bit that I just want to put a pin in. Elsie is standing at the door, the still locked and closed door to Dallas's room, and she's contemplating shooting the lock. Which don't do that. It's just gonna ricochet and hit you in the thigh. Like, why do people shoot locks? Um, and he's telling he's saying something like Elsie, no, Elsie, don't or whatever. And then he says, uh, I didn't write it down. I'm not here with you right now, am I? And I don't, the flashbacks that he was having worked the other way, where there was another Bernard that he saw, kind of saw, that Elsie couldn't see, but they were still both in, in the room together. But that made me, I didn't understand that. Are we supposed to take that as just he is confused about the time? Like he doesn't know what time it is? You know, if he's in a, a flashback or not, or does that have some other purpose or meaning? I didn't understand it. That's what it sounded like to me. I, I'm, I, I'm in the same boat. Like, it was cool, but I didn't know really what to take away from it. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, at least how I took it was that he experiences all of these memories as if they're happening now, and some of them pop in and out just based off the location he's in so if he's been in that hallway before in the past and he is in there in the in the present then he kind of jumps between both memories as if they're happening simultaneously or one after the other someone posted something i'm gonna look this up in real time as i am talking the book you guys remember the, the greenish cover book in dallas's room they kind of lingered on it a couple of times. It yeah, wasn't it by Kurt Wagner. It's Kurt Wagner and the Sirens, the of, Sirens Titan. of Titan, which is a great name. And I, uh, I put in my notes a little snippet from Wikipedia, but that's not the bit that I want. The bit that I want is somebody that has read it said, um, "Shoot, uh, Sirens." Just search the Wikipedia or the uh, thing real quick. Uh, they had said that uh, a, a character in the book can't. Um, here we go. This is, I'm never going to pronounce this, eight and a half by 11 on Reddit. In Vonnet's book, Sirens of Titan, there's a guy and his dog that came unstuck in time and visit the protagonist at three points along the story plot. So while the protagonist goes through the story at the same rate you do, the unstuck guy has seen it all already and knows how it all goes down, what everyone does, and where everyone winds up. So they and they said in this comment, William is unstuck from Mr. Della's script and knows how it goes down. I disagree with that. I think that's more telling that Bernard is the one unstuck. He has seen a lot more and can't place himself in time 
Um, and William, from Dallas's perspective, is like that. But I think that's an indication that Bernard is Bernard's the one who can't can't figure out when he is. And I think we're gonna see a lot of that confusion pretty soon. But shout out to Amazon. Amazon, you're uh, it's sponsored by Amazon. Your mobile app, being able to just point my camera on my phone at the paused TV screen of that book and have it find me the fucking book. Props to Amazon. That's pretty legit. It was sick. All right, well, let's move on to uh, some more discussion. So uh, in this Fab Lab, we'll call it the Fab Lab, Bernard says that he was ordered by Ford to make a, what's the term that they use, print? They print a control unit. He was ordered to print a control unit. He doesn't remember for whom. And that was the last thing he did before he ordered everybody dead. So who is who's that last one that he created? The most obvious one, I think, is Ford. But it could be anybody? Man in Black? What do you guys think? I got nothing. I mean, <laughs> the only thing... Yeah, he's got control unit. Yeah, it could be Ford. The only other person I could really think that it could be is Arnold. Like, somehow... Ford or uh, I guess I guess it would just be Ford has you know some part of Arnold's DNA or some part of his consciousness somehow and is trying to make another clone of uh, Arnold this time with his consciousness so I guess so like Arnold there would be the there would be one host where it's Arnold where he's like the host human hybrid and then there'd be Bernard who's just a host in Bernard or Arnold's image Hmm. Didn't someone say that the the uh, the beach scene could be Arnold? Who said that? Some of you. I think that might have been that might have been me. I, I think it was you the other day we were talking know. about this. That that would make sense. There's there's this discrepancy between uh, post banquet flashback Bernard and beach Bernard, uh, where before he had a scar and then like a week later he doesn't or something like that. Uh, so there, there's there's a couple of weird continuity things with that. That Arnold would be interesting. What would be the purpose of bringing Arnold back, though? Because you have to bring him up to speed on 35 years. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea why he would. Um, but I think another another thing I wanted to mention that may hint at this Bernard-Arnold theory is that um, in the, I guess it was the beach scene in episode one, they have this like flashback of like three or four different memories of Arnold, not Arnold, of Bernard in the past doing different things, and we see that's like what he's going on in these episodes. So like, there's one where he's like shooting a, a like a P90 at people. There's one where he's at the banquet at the massacre, but then there's also ones where he's with Dolores in the outside role in the outside world, and it looks exactly like the scene from episode two where it was Arnold and Dolores in the outside mm. world together. So I, that, that kind of watching that again, it kind of threw me off. Like maybe they're hinting that Arnold's memories or something is in here, or maybe it's a completely different host human person. I don't know. Mm. And then also, yeah, the scar on the head. If you, if you look closely, there's some scenes where he has the scar and then there's some scenes where he doesn't have the scar. And I don't know something that big. I don't think is a just a continuity error. 
Yeah, I mean, you've got you got to like paint the scar into his head or however they do it. I'm sure it's paint, like house paint. I forgot to look for that this episode. Apparently, someone's did a done a breakdown. So I'll put that of in the, course in they the have. show. <laughs> I'll put if that in the show notes. Anybody hasn't been on the subreddit yet, by the way, go to the subreddit. If you don't know what a subreddit is, we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, it the subreddit is full of people that have just done just incredible incredible work digging into Westworld and just the tiniest little things putting together timelines analyzing frames and it's just, there's one that says anyone know the pattern for Clementine's dress and it shows zombie Clementine dragging away some dude like the the detail that people go through go to in this in this subreddit is incredible I can't keep up with all of the good stuff that comes on in here but um, there's fan art there's really amazing stuff on here um, and the, there's there's many people 3D printing like coasters of the maze and stuff like that too which is pretty great but uh, there's also a lot of crap so we are going to try and not <laughs> tell you about the crap we're going to try and tell you about the good stuff like the scar uh, and I don't know what to do with, about the scar yet I don't know, they, uh, I don't know. so linking to the thread I think I put in the show notes. It's, show. Yeah, it says before, like when they're when Elsie and Bernard are in the lab. Before he's injected with the cortical fluid, he has the scar, and he's got a blood stain on his head as well. And then after he's injected with the cortical fluid, the scar is gone, as well as the blood stain on his head. Why? So, why? Who? Who knows, dude? Yeah, but. Um, so it doesn't make sense. And then, like, in the flashback, it, it he doesn't have the scar, clearly. Because that happened before he, he shot himself. Uh, oh, is the scar from... The scar's from his gunshot. Yeah, yeah. That's from oh, him no, shooting himself. Oh, no, we're in a loop. We're in a, we're in a loop before the gunshot. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is bad. This is bad. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't... I don't know... I don't I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Because that means that these things happened. The Fort Forlorn Hope happened. The the facility twelve, maybe. These all these things all happened so many oh my god. Why did I not read this thread until right now? Yeah, it seems like they go back and forth, like a lot of scenes have the scar and then a lot of them don't. Um But oh no, meeting Charlotte and he doesn't have the scar. Shit. <laughs> How many? So there's two questions here. Either maybe I don't need it to be just despondent. This is either multiple timelines, and we're just being shown a cut of them, which is ultra confusing. And don't don't do that to us. Or which we know there are multiple Bernard host bodies. Um, or we are seeing multiple scenes with different Bernardo's bodies. So the one that shot himself in the head is the continuous one. That's the one that we have history with. Then the other ones, beach scene and whatever else, are another one, a different Bernard host body with maybe not the exact same memories because he hasn't seen, you know, they, they haven't like transferred them from host Bernard host number one. Maybe that makes a little more sense. Than it being multiple skyline timelines, skylines, scar timelines or skylines, <laughs> scar lines, scar lines. Fuck, man. That, no, that's 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 the scar. Is that supposed to be the scar? 
Shoot. No, it's so pronounced. Damn it. I don't like this. You fucked up my head, Tom. Now, now we're going to be looking for the scar in every single scene with I already. It took me. Um, it took me two and a half hours to watch this episode. I wrote two and a half pages of notes. I kept pausing and rewinding and turning on and off, um, closed captioning to like get exact quotes and stuff. That's that's the way you have to watch these episodes, or you miss so much stuff. And I still missed so much stuff. Oh my goodness, Lisa Joy, what are you doing to me? All right. So, yeah, we have no idea who the control unit is for. We have no idea what's going on for anything. Um, that's my biggest takeaway right now is we just don't know what the hell's going on. There's so much more. There's so many more question marks keep getting added every week. And I don't feel like we've, been, we've found anything out. I need to go back to my ongoing questions slash theories document to see. But I, I don't think I've gotten any of that answered yet. Besides, who is Grace? <laughs> who is Raj Girl? But we, we don't even... We have... Neither. Oh, uh, does does she does she and Stubbs know each other? Have they met? I'm assu- I'm assuming so because the way they looked at her, and if she's been in the park long enough to be looking for her dad. But has she been in West? Oh, she was looking for her dad. Yeah, she. It hmm. sounds like she's you know she's a regular there. Whether whether they know she's the man in black's daughter or not, seems like she comes there enough that the people that work there know her. Okay. So I guess she's not Mini Teresa. We can kill that question. Well, maybe. Maybe she know. is. Who knows? I don't know. Hey, when everybody can be a host or a clone, nothing is real. We don't know. Or what was the uh, what was the thing William said? If you can't tell, does it matter? If she's not Teresa. If you can't tell if she's Teresa, does it matter? Maybe not. I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. So we don't know who the control unit's being printed for. We don't. We don't know anything. Um, but we do know that next week is Shogun World. I hell I need, yeah. I need to rewatch this teaser one more time uh, because I'm super pumped about about Shogun World and how intense it is. Was it one of you that said that uh, that the parks maybe are kind of in order of that there's like a hierarchy of difficulty to them uh, because and that Shogun World would be like the most difficult because it seems like it would be the most difficult thing. Uh, to go through it seems really intense it looks it looks absolutely awesome and i think uh just based off the trailer it looks like most of it's going to be in like japanese too so that'll be interesting i didn't i didn't notice that i I thought that's yeah like i think in at least in the trailer there there's somebody talking and i thought it was in japanese with english subtitles but could be but yeah I'm, i'm super pumped for it i can't wait to see how how this all ties into everything that's been happening in Westworld or if it's like a completely different story and people oh I, this is not wait a minute episode 5 is next right yeah I am seeing and there's a 40 second trailer here and I'm only seeing Dolores Man in Black Teddy Ford Oh, I got you. It's called Something True. I yeah, saw no me, Shogun World. What's happening? Let me uh, let me pop it in the show notes. All right, that's not the teaser I saw after the episode. Maybe this we're is seeing the, the, both. Oh, and apparently Maeve can speak Japanese. So wait, that, so no, hold on. Did I? 
Did I forget and that was episode five of season one and I didn't remember any of these imagery? Because we got Ford. Yeah, this is this has got to be episode one. There's like a deal of those Muertos thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yep. I'm remembering it all now. I'm an idiot. Cool. Close that tab. <laughs> yeah, there's like samurais. There's like oh, yeah, yeah. geishas. There's, yep, yeah. There oh, the samurai, of course. Why wouldn't it be? It looks freaking dope. And maybe speaks Japanese, I guess. Yep. So what I don't yep. know, is she going to be their prisoner? Cause it seems like she's their prisoner, and then she has to put on a dance show for him, and then she's released, and then she turns into a samurai. Yeah, it looks like, uh, in, at least in one of the frames, it looks like uh, all five of them are um, just like walking down the street with their um, hands behind their back. Yeah, maybe when they're first, the, the continuity from, from last episode, episode three, when they get found by the dude. Same right, dude. Dude, hmm. I, yeah, it looks it looks awesome. It looks Do very you, awesome. Really what uh, what time period in Japan is this supposed to be on? Based feudal, on? I'm guessing. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I didn't see anything that? Hmm. It's hard to tell because it's a lot of traditional stuff that could could be contemporary. Let's see. It's uh modeled after. The uh, Edo period, from 1603 to 1867, an era of strict caste and cultural flourishing that followed the unification of Japan under the Takugawa shogunate in 1600. Shogunate's like the dynasty, right? Yes, I think so. Takugawa period. Edo. Edo. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be wonderful. There's oh god, I'm in the history of Japan Wikipedia article. I gotta leave. Sit and read this all night. Uh, all right, last before we go, I have a, I have questions from from this episode. More general questions. Uh, I want to pick out a couple that are odd right now, so we can discuss them. Why why are people being used as railroad ties? I don't know, but it was creepy, and I loved it because it was dark. Creepy. I don't understand it. Does it, I have I have I don't even have any guesses as to what the hell they're doing. That's the second episode we've seen this on. Could Aside you, from just being disgusting and weird, why? Could just be the the hosts kind of going off the rails. Like no pun intended. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I mean like for real, it could just be they're you know they kind of don't know what to do and like maybe they're kind of getting their programming all whacked and. And they're just taking it out in weird ways. When was the first time we saw this? In uh, one of the prior was it? Oh shit! Was it just a trailer? No, I feel it like was it was a trailer. Episode three. It was a trailer. Hmm. Get your crap together, Jake. Jeez. I know. Well, because I rewatched episode three, so maybe I saw the the teaser for four twice. They're not human, are they? I don't know. Did we recognize anybody that got turned into a railroad tie? There was the dude screaming, but yeah, that's all I remember. Could have been a well, host. Wouldn't you scream? Yeah, if a host or not, I'd be terrified. Someone's gonna put a railroad spike through my neck. Like they're digging up the the railroad, they're taking the ties out, and they're putting people in. I don't know. No, because he said, the man in black said, uh, "You're supposed to be going west or something." 
like that they were building the train tracks in the wrong direction yeah yeah i think it was like originally supposed to go like north and they're instead going west so they they're moving it to go to the same place no i think they're building it i don't think that they're They're like remaking the the train tracks okay right i think they're building a new track or something so it's got to be a story that he's seen before then because how else would he know which direction the train's supposed to be built good point and probably why he wasn't phased by them hammering spikes into people's face. There, um, the the I'm uh, I'm assuming Chinese guy. There was an imagery that I need you guys help me place. Standing there with like his pocket watch out or something, looking parallel to the tracks. It, wasn't there a time in was it in America or was it like in in China where there were railroads like being built like that? Why does that that imagery? I saw it twice because I saw that that scene when Amanda was watching it too, and that stuck out to me. I couldn't place where that where that scene was like from, with the like the way he had his hat. He doesn't know which one I'm talking about. It's this little fleeting scene where it's this Asian guy like holding a pocket watch, looking down the railroad tracks, like supervising or something. But it had this weird like tickle in my brain that it was something that I was supposed to recognize I couldn't figure it out I think you're just going down a big rabbit hole no this is important (laughs) everything means something peacocks two peacocks that means something the numbers Mason what do they mean what are they numbers Mason (laughs) we'll find out tomorrow we will find out nothing tomorrow well not tomorrow at all on Sunday no 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 no. I'm talking about what the numbers mean Oh, oh yeah! Anyone's a Call of Duty fan. We'll find out what all the numbers mean at the reveal tomorrow. Chinese railroad undertakers discussion. Serious question about the railroad workers, railroad scene, and references. Thank God for the subreddit. Eastern Europe. I got. I got. I'm gonna have a whole book report about this next week. We didn't do uh, that, did we? Do what? When we like enslaved all the Japanese people in concentration camps were we building the railroad then they were internment camps I don't know see right right? like there's a there's some I don't know if in American history history we did that yeah um, that would be that would be an interesting tie-in do you need a hall pass that'd be an interesting tie-in for the Shogun world preview if it was like a simulation of Japanese internment and then they go to Shogun World. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a quick Google has a bunch of images of Japanese people on trains, but none of them <laughs> building trains. Thanks, Mashable. You are no help. <laughs> Check out yeah, the I Daily Mail. About it. I don't know. I'm sure uh, they'll have it. Oh, the Daily Mail will have everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what other questions do they have? Yeah, the overriding question of if if James Delos hasn't been successfully turned into a human, has anybody have they have they ever gotten this right? Up to up to the latest timeline we've seen, which is like massacre plus fourteen days. No, they didn't get 
the head of the company, the former head of the company, they didn't figure him out. Have they gotten anybody down? I'm not I'm guessing if anybody have. I'm guessing if anybody did it, it was Ford, and he did it in secret and probably in that secret lab that no one knew about mm. that Teresa was killed in. Well, when he finally shuts them down, he says the man in black or whatever says like we're at least two or three years out and we don't have the time or the money to do this anymore so 14 days ago they were two years away from figuring this out Hmm. i guess have we even seen have we maybe seen that future time we just don't know yet after the massacre I, i don't know maybe if the massacre is real, I mean that's a continuing thread of of maybes. Is did we is is the massacre? Did that happen multiple times? Is that part of a story as well? I'm, I'm thinking no, because that seems pretty complicated and convoluted. But possibly transcontinental railroad Chinese workers building the transcontinental railroad. Maybe I saw that in like. Uh, like a textbook? Yeah, Central Pacific. Yeah, right, like a textbook. with. It seemed so iconic, but I couldn't place it. The dude standing there. I have to flip through a bunch of National Geographic images later. If Just I find one, I will tweet take it. a picture of it on your phone and then Google image search. It'll... Oh, the lens? Have you guys played Google Lens yet? No. No. That's cool. If you have Google Photos app on your phone, open a, a photo, and there's a little, like... Instagrammy squarish with a circle icon. It's on iOS. I think it's probably similar on Android. And it'll search things, search it, like do a reverse image search, or it'll allow you to copy and paste text that it finds in the image. It's pretty cool. Oh, shit. I don't know if it would find that for me, but maybe. Well, no. I mean, just a regular reverse image search will find you a similar image. Or you could go to the Central Pacific Railroad Photographic History Museum website, <laughs> cprr.org. That's a thing. This, this is what I want. This is, this is a fantastic website. People curate this. There are people who have spent many hours of their life putting... Ju- it's just a page of links. Good old, like, mid-90s website. It's got a yellow background and just blue links for days. This is great. I'm going to spend all night on this now. Wow. All right, anything else from episode uh, four that we didn't cover yet? Nope. Not that I'm I can so think excited of. for Shogun World. Let's get over here. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna see. I don't know who we're gonna see next episode. Maybe just Shogun World. That'd be sweet. And I'm gonna refuse to look at IMDb for a little while. I don't want to see who's coming up. Which means I'm gonna look at it later tonight, probably. <laughs> Tell me what. All right, so if that's it, we will come back next week. Jeff won't be here. We're kicking him off. And uh, maybe we'll have a surprise special guest instead. If not, then you're stuck with the other three of us. So until next week, see you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.